Hey guys, it's Maggie. I'm in San Francisco for four days uh, while Adam stays in Colombia with Shadow and also our friend John who joined him for the drive from Bogota to Medellin. We all planned to record an episode together but technology totally failed us so Adam and John recorded one without me. Adam is unreasonably concerned that all of our listeners will rise up and burn down our podcast if we release an episode without me in it so I'll be back next week. Uh, he seemed really adamant that we tell everyone and also um, I want it Dominion uh, so don't listen to anything that they say anyway have a good time listening to their episode hello and welcome to the let's not panic podcast we are two practical people chronicling a pretty impractical trip from San Francisco to Patagonia. We're trying not to panic. If you're just joining us, I'm Maggie. And I'm Adam. And we're a married couple who've quit our jobs, given up our lease, and hit the road in a Toyota 4Runner that's now our home. Okay, that's not actually Maggie. This is a replacement Maggie. His name is Jonathan. John, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Jonathan Goldman. I'm a longtime friend of Adam's. I think uh, we've been friends since fifth grade, which is 22 years, if my math is right. Mm -hmm. And that's since fifth grade, not just only in fifth grade. Yeah, that'd be kind of weird. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that. Um, I've been here for about five days. I, uh, since Maggie went back to San Francisco, I was, I was summoned to, uh, to be replacement Maggie. Yeah, Maggie, we planned our book stuff to go back. We saw a family and everything, but then Maggie realized she had some super important events at the end of the month and she ended up having to go back alone, in which time we decided to have me advance the trip first. And so I realized we'd be going from Bogota to Medellin and I proposed that Jonathan join me because that's an awesome trip and it would have been a seat open. So yeah, so I, I was summoned to, to do the things that Maggie does. Um, so little spoon uh, freak out when Adam passes trucks on the road and uh, roll my eyes at his bad jokes. Yeah, you know, he's he's loving my good jokes. Um, really, really good jokes. He's, he's got quite a repertoire of... Uh, I've got the best jokes. Um, he's, yeah, he's got, <laughs> you've got some really good Pocahontas-related humor. Yeah, a lot of my jokes do revolve around Disney stuff. It's true. Um, let's not talk about that, though. Let's move <laughs> on. So, John, this is your only episode, um, but... well. That's a little premature. Yeah, I mean, who it's knows? a long trip. We don't know. Um, the funny thing here is, and maybe I'm going to splice in just a few little bits uh, of our previous attempt. We tried to Skype in Maggie, and it went poorly. It's really not functioning very well on my end. Maggie does not like technology too much. Oh, God damn it! And I can just imagine all the little sound bites I might pepper into the edited episode. Um, that's that's an idea. Yeah, we'll bring some oh, some color. That put that in the bank. So anyway, Maggie's in San Francisco. So for this episode and this episode only, it's just going to be me and John. That's true. So Maggie and I were both back in Colombia for about a week. Like I mentioned, she had to go back, but then, uh, you know, John flew in, took over and here he is. Yeah. Uh, Came down here to join them in Bogota. I got to spend some time with uh, with both of you guys for a few days. Yeah. Uh, and then Maggie left, and Adam and I did the drive to Medellin. And for those of you who are wondering, we did, in fact, play Dominion. Dominion has gotten more use. And we played two nights 
I don't know. No one can remember what happened the first night. Kinda, it's kind of fuzzy. It's fuzzy. But the second night, I remember very clearly that I won a game and you won a game. And I don't think Maggie won at all. We played two games. Uh, and yeah. We each won one. That that's night. Yeah. That night was, the. you that's know. That's all that happened. Yeah. As far as I can remember. No one remembers what happened the first night. So anyway, that was great. We finally got to use Dominion. And then Maggie had to leave. And we got to start driving back to Medellin. Um, we had two stops along the way, as I recall, two main attractions that we were going to hit along the way. The first was the Cathedral of Salt, um, which is this crazy... So it's a salt mine, right? And that's not so crazy in and of itself. But what's really interesting is that while the salt was being mined, some of the workers got permission from the mine owners to dedicate themselves to creating religious works, is that how you describe it? A religious work? Yeah. Yeah, they built um, all kinds of chapels. So the sort of the first level is uh, they built uh, chapels for every station of the cross. Uh, and then after you go through that section, they have a bunch of, uh, I would say each of those chambers is like a cathedral unto itself. Yeah, like four big. Like four th- giant chambers. They have weddings, I think, Yeah, the guy was saying. So um, um, we, d- we did the tour. Um, we cut out on the tour at a certain point, a very specific point, which was when they were enti- entering the commercial center of the tour. <laughs> so you go through this whole thing, and it's like very pious and religious. And then at the end, it's like, oh, okay, and now you can get your shopping therapy down here by buying knickknacks and ridiculous things. Yeah, they basically had an entire cathedral about, I think they said, like 100, 100 meters underground yeah. dedicated yeah. to shopping. Yeah. It kind of takes away from the whole, like, oh, this is a very serious place vibe when it's like, oh, and now buy some buy some trinkets from us. Um, so we turned around and actually uh, did a lot of photography and stuff in the dark. It was pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of pretty interesting things to see. So that was our first stop. And then what did we do? We, we high-tailed it and we drove continuously. Oh, right. We wanted to make progress because it's about eight hours in between Medellin and, uh, and Bogota. We were leaving from Bogota, and we didn't want to get into Medellin too late, so we wanted to make some progress. So we shot for this city that's on the river, the Magdalena River. Is that right? Yeah, the Magdalena River, which flows all the way from here in central Colombia all the way to the uh, Atlantic coast. Yeah, it actually it it affects the like the scuba diving that we were trying to do during that whole ordeal uh, when we were getting our vehicle in Santa Marta. We were trying to scuba dive. We ended up not being able to. But when we went, they told us there's actually a lot of pollution still because of the Magdalena River because it comes out right next to Barranquilla, one of Colombia's uh, top three largest cities or top four. I'm not sure. Um, and so that actually really messes up the entire ocean environment around there. Uh, but it's a very, very major river. All of, all of this to say it's a very, very major river. Um, the town itself... Yeah, we stayed in a uh, a random town called Puerto Boyacá, about a fifty thousand person town, uh, right right on the right on the Magdalena. It's called Puerto Boyacá. Yeah. Wikipedia told us it's a major port city. Not, not sure we saw the we, port. We couldn't find the port. We could barely find the river because all of the houses line the river very very densely, and we could barely find a spot to see it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how the port comes into play there. Maybe it's just that. You could theoretically paddle up from the river yes. <laughs> and crawl onto the shore, and that that <laughs> yes. qualifies it as a port. Not not clear. <laughs> um, so yeah, next day 
we took off from there and we headed for a very important attraction, one that Maggie was very excited to go to, or at least hear about. She was very excited for us to go to, um, which was Hacienda Napoles, which is Pablo Escobar's finca. It's where he, while he was raking in the money before he got in the trouble with the government, got in everyone's radar, this is where he stayed and made it like a palace for himself. And one of the really interesting things was um, he... Well yeah, he, he basically, he created his own menagerie of exotic animals. He had like a bunch of African animals uh, delivered to his hacienda. And I guess he had like a private zoo. And so after... Uh, the authorities seized seized his property. Uh, they were trying to figure out what to do with it, and apparently they decided, well, we already have all these animals here. We might as well make, like, a zoo and a theme park. <laughs> and it th- so the thing is, there are some really cool animals there. Um, I believe Adam was particularly enamored with the, the uh, hippos. Yeah, because hippos are super dangerous, and they were basically behind two feet of rock fence like and, and, and a little and barbed four, wire four feet of barbed wire yeah they could definitely have gotten through that if they wanted to and so you know you're you go out and there's like this big pond and you stand there on the right on the shore and you have like two feet of rock in front of you and a little barbed wire and then all of a sudden a giant hippo just pokes his head out of the water stares at you a little angrily in my opinion and then sinks his head back into the water and you're like huh all right uh, I was pretty pretty stoked to see that. Um, what was your your top pick on the animals? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, well, I think the uh, the big cats were probably the most interesting. Oh man, the big yeah. cats. We we had a pretty good we had a pretty good lion experience. I think Adam. <laughs> so <should> explain that. <laughs> you, I already said the thing about like oh the hippos. This was not well guarded, um, and when I heard that they had big cats, I was like uh. <laughs> Geez, I, I really hope they've got some big fences up for these big cats because cats are pretty wily. They'll leave if they can. Um, we got to the Tigers, and it was basically it – was, it was enough space. I wouldn't say it was cramped, but it was really hot, and they were just flopping around in the shade structure that they had built for them. wasn't super interesting. But what was interesting was the lion enclosure. When we got to the lion enclosure, they were in the midst. First of all, no one else was there, and – uh, we didn't mention this. You get to drive your own vehicle around in this park. So we're driving around, and we drive up to where the lion enclosure is, and there's no one around, and I see that the lions are, like, stalking, and they're, like, standing and staring at all these buzzards that are surrounding them. And I don't know why the buzzards were there. I imagine, you know, there's... Yeah, it's pretty bizarre to me. Well, continue, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I imagine there was just, like, food or something. Like, they the buzzards were trying to get the lions' food. Um but so we see that they're like shit is going down. So we park like a hundred meters away. We don't try to get too close because I figure the car is gonna like disturb the whole thing. And we basically like sneak up and run run up to the cage as quickly as we can to take pictures. And right as we get there, the lions just snap and chase after these buzzards and like slash at them. And the female lion was actually uh, a lot more active than the male and like ran around it like a really really fast circle. And like slash at a buzzard, and the buzzard got away. We didn't get to see uh, any sort of evisceration. Uh, I would have, I would have liked to see a little cat evisceration, but uh, it was really, really cool to see these lions in action. And I've never seen that in a normal zoo. I don't think they let outside buzzards just come fly in and interact with. Yeah, and pretty zoo strange animals. on the buzzards' part to just kind of hang out like three feet 
Yeah. The hungry lion. <laughs> right. Even even after they snapped at this one. They, yeah, they, they just you know, stayed. Yeah, they they flew a few feet away and then they just stuck around. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool though. Um one thing that was a little weird, uh on the map, they <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it right now. I'm I'm making the uh air quotes uh map gesture. It it was basically like a trail drawing with little pictures and some of the animals, um, again, air quotes animals were dinosaurs drawn on the map so there's like plaster dinosaurs along the trail <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so after like you know three quarters of a mile of like african animal safari like seeing live animals then, <laughs> then the next section of the park has these dinosaurs drawn along the trail yeah and then you do a safari through plaster dinosaurs <laughs> all, so all of the african animals were there except the giraffe the giraffe was made of plaster. <laughs> and I, I don't really know what to make of that. I kind of feel sad, like maybe the giraffe passed away and they just put in a plaster giraffe to as a placeholder. <laughs> they thought no uh, one would notice. Yeah, I don't know. They had everything else. They had elephants, zebras, but then just a, a plaster, plaster giraffe. giraffe. So that was a little weird. The, the context for the dinosaurs is probably that, um, so the, the logo for this place, Hacienda Napoles, was ripped off from Jurassic Park. So <laughs> yeah, like not subtly either. It was so just just take the Jurassic Park logo you remember from the movies and replace the words Jurassic Park with Hacienda Napoles, and that's their logo. Yeah, yeah. It's on all their gates, and then they actually have a section that the Dinosaur Drive is called like Parque Jurassico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they also had water parks that were all closed. <laughs> <laughs> but they but were they still selling <laughs> tickets for her. Um, there were a few things that were a little off. It was a little goofy. Um, and like we said, we mentioned it was Pablo Escobar's finca. Not a lot about that. Uh, there was one uh, museo of remembrance, uh, and they had some news articles printed on a wall in the place that you know Pablo had his little finca, and that was cool, but it, you know... It seemed like an afterthought. It was really, it was a uh, a theme park in the true Colombian style. Yeah, uh, there's almost uh, like as tacky as it was. There's possibly something appropriate about that. Like it's just a, a nice way of like <laughs> sort of replacing the memory of this like horrible, violent figure with something that's that's over the top, family friendly. Yeah, well, maybe that's just the way Pablo wanted it. <laughs> I, I think you're right. <laughs> anyway, so then um, after Hacienda Napolis, John and I headed to the next location, which was Medellin. And what have you thought so far, John? Because I've been here before. Um, but this is new to me, though. Medellin is amazing. Um, the, I think driving in was a particularly extraordinary way to get here. Uh, it's unusual. I think almost no one makes the drive. It's a pretty harrowing drive, and there's like almost no reason to do it because you can fly. Um, but it's this gorgeous city uh, tucked into a mountain valley, and so you approach it from uh, like a couple thousand feet above the city. Mm -hmm. uh, you drive through on on the the edge of the mountain, and the city just opens up uh, in front of you, like just two ramps facing facing uh, each other. Uh, and you just get this um, th this amazing vista, and you and then you drive in drive down into the city, um, and it's 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 really stunning. It's basically these like verdant green mountains on both sides of you, 
um, dotted with uh, these red brick s- structures. That's that's kind of the the contrast that you get. Yeah, it's really cool. I think it's the lighting too. Uh, the red brick looks really bright in direct sunlight, but then it looks really dark in the shade. And so it the shadows cast by the sun on all the buildings make it really really striking uh, when you see it. So it's a very picturesque city so far. And we got really lucky. We checked into an Airbnb because Maggie will be returning. Um, this isn't a permanent change. John, sorry, you have to go back. Wait, uh, what? Yeah, I didn't I didn't mention that earlier. But, yeah, you're, you're going to – this is it. How, how long do I have? Okay. Um, we'll talk about this offline. Oh, God. Um, I wish you would have told me. So we rented this Airbnb, and it's been kind of a crapshoot. We've rented, a f- I think, four or five Airbnbs in Colombia. And I'd say value-wise – and just having everything at an acceptable level, this is hit it out of the park. I give this Airbnb an A minus, which is I, I'm pretty strict on <laughs> on grades. So um, I'm just not sh- just, I'm gonna, just to reiterate that Adam said, this hit it out the park. <laughs> <laughs> I give it an A minus. An A minus home run. That's fair. So to be clear, this is an amazing Airbnb at an amazing value, but in keeping with the the quality of construction that we've experienced thus far in the country uh, the sinks are still not attached <laughs> to the wall yeah john leaned on his sink and like made the the whole thing almost fall over <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so which t- which also happened at the last hotel we stayed at so that's why minus a minus right but very very good so we were kind of on a roll like we got in we had an awesome airbnb and then we went and explored and we found this restaurant called umo which is the spanish word for smoke um and it's just smoked meats and bourbon. It's an Adam kind of place. Yeah, it's definitely right up my alley. Um, we, I couldn't get the ribs because the barbecue sauce had gluten, but I got an amazing pork chop, and I got a cocktail that was, for some reason, sprayed with liquid nitrogen, so it was oozing gas out the top. Um, it's, a, it's a crowd pleaser. Yeah, I mean, who's to, who's to complain? But how did that uh, the conversation go? In terms of oh, finding man. out if the ribs were safe for you, oh, I felt like they were going to kick me out. They, we had so many back and forth things. It was a lot of good Spanish practice, um, but the cook, the chef, ended up coming out and explaining every single thing that she could do for me except the ribs. And I thought I was still going to get the ribs at the end. I didn't quite understand the conversation. I thought we were talking about just changing the sauce, and then I got a completely different dish. Um, <laughs> but it was it was like a lot of back and forth. Um, but yours was good too, John, right? That was amazing. I got uh, Hawaiian-style ribs with this thing called enyukado, which is a, uh, it's like a yuca cake. It's sort of a, the love child of yuca cornbread and, and cheese. And uh, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we left, and we found an Illuminati bar all on our own. This is true. So I think we're in the Illuminati now. We've been in, uh, initiated. We, we can't tell you much more than that. We walked around this corner. And it was actually the corner that we walked to get to Umo. And we saw this restaurant through like what n- we now understand to be very alluring, but not quite uh, clear windows. Like they have these windows, but they have all these plants in front of them. So you like, kind of just see cracks of this bar that looks really cool and happening. And you're like, what is this place? And we were you know, on our way to a reservation for dinner. So we didn't stop and inspect it on our way. And we didn't see a sign. We we're like, what is this place? We don't see a sign. 
And then we're walking back. And again, it's like, wait, for real, there is no sign. We're, we verified it. And as we're walking around... Yeah, not only is there no sign, there's there's no entrance yeah, visible whatsoever. We, th- we figured it was like the back of a huge restaurant, and it was just spilling out to the other side of the block, and we, we just couldn't figure it yeah, out. We walked around both sides of this thing. One side uh, was, was on like a hill, so you couldn't enter on that side, like definitively. Yeah. And the other side, there was no door within like 50 feet of this thing. Yeah, it was like a almost a taco stand kind of thing next to it with no door. And so we, we come back around the corner... And we're, we're obviously looking for something. And this guy who's just sitting there is like, oh, you know, and you know, what do you, it's over there. It's like, we're like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, it's just down the street. And we're like, what? And he's like, you know, okay, silly, silly fools. Like, you know, let me help you. Let me, let me educate you. And he like walks down a little bit and he points at the door and he's just like, you press that little thing on the side of the door and it'll open. And we're like, okay. And at this point, we're like, well, we're not, we didn't intend to go into it, but now we're in for an adventure. Let's see what happens. So I, I push the button, we go in, and you kind of go through this like winding hallway, right? And we come in, and it's, you know, like just very friendly hostess just appear out of nowhere. And they're like, oh, hi, for two? And we're like, yes, of course. <laughs> and we kind of just, schmooze our way into this like kind of exclusive i guess it's like a what what's the term for this speakeasy yeah there you go a speakeasy uh so we we found this speakeasy place and it's you know got amazing cocktails and we ordered a giant plate of nachos even though we had just eaten dinner um as you do yeah yeah i mean you got what's what the illuminati do yeah when you find an illuminati bar on your own you gotta gotta get some nachos so we, we didn't even like we're trying to we don't know where we are because there's no sign. We just went through this nondescript like wood door uh, that looked like the door to some random apartment building. So like we don't even know where we are, so we're trying to like study every printed page <laughs> that yeah. we can get our hands on. For a clue. We're just like trying to play it cool. Like, oh, yeah, we meant to walk into this place. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, um, but it was pretty cool, and the drinks are really good, and now we know about it. Uh, but we're not going to tell you about it, so sorry. It's a secret. Um, and so that was yesterday. And then today we just explored the shit out of Medellin. We, uh, rode the, they have this cable car. They have a lot of cable cars and the cable cars are not tourist attractions. They're real transit. Yeah. It's, it's part of the metro system. So, so Medellin is the only city in Colombia that has a metro system. So they have a, a above ground mail, uh, rail, rail metro and mail, mail metro. Yes. They had males on there. There were males. There and were females. females. There were females too, but... Let's not be sexist. Uh-huh. It's an above-ground rail metro uh, with two lines, but because Medellin uh, is such a mountainous city, um, most of uh, most of the, the residences aren't accessible via the rail metro. Um, so they've actually... I think it's the first place in the world that's built cable cars as part of the metro system. So oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I didn't know it was the first place. Yeah, it works really well. It might well. still be the only place yeah. that has it. Um, so your your metro fare, your like seventy cent metro fare, allows you to ride the train, and then you just transfer to a cable car and ride it up the mountain. Yeah, it was really cool, and it's all the same price. So theoretically, you could just get into the metro system and keep riding the tram, or I keep saying tram, uh, and it's weird because they actually have a tram also. Um, you could keep riding the cable car up and down this mountain, and it was very very scenic. Um, I think we posted an Instagram story of it, and it's, uh, you know, highly, highly recommended. You get up, like, to the top of this very, very tall mountain, and you have a very great vista of everything around the entire valley. So, very, very beautiful. 
And then what did we do next? We had uh, pretty much the most authentic Colombian lunch possible. Oh, yeah. You finally got your uh, bandito. Bandeja paisa. Ah, there we go. And what did you think? It was amazing. W- tell, the, tell the people. So what is like this? It's like a classic Colombian dish, uh, I think particularly known in Medellin. And it's, it's kind of a mixed plate. So it has rice, beans, a sweet plantain, uh, chorizo, blood sausage, chicharrones, and arepa, and some uh, powdered meat. Which I guess you give the least high rating, right? The powdered meat was the one thing that we're like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it just makes you cough. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to inhale it. I didn't inhale it. <laughs> I, I did use a fork. Yeah, but, but the, the, the powdered nature of it, it's just it it's just did, in your throat. Yeah, it has a life of its own. Uh, but it's it's all of that on one plate. Uh, it's definitely enough food for two people, uh, but one of the two of us can't can't eat the glutens. Yeah, I, I there, there were too many ins and too many outs on that dish about asking for gluten free, um, so I just went with the the standard ribs. That was a huge surprise. Yeah. Um, but I got to watch John wolf down like half of that and I saw more, more people sharing that amongst two or three people. So very impressive. Yeah. Well, you know, when in Medellin, as they say, (laughs) that's what they say. Yeah. (laughs) When in Medellin, that's the saying. Well, I also got my, uh, uh, Hugo de Maracuya con leche. Let's, let's not yeah. forget about that. So John's been having some pretty bad acid reflux <laughs> this whole time, and I think we finally narrowed it down to the three or four servings of juice he's been having every day might be a causative factor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, un- <laughs> it's unfortunate. But he did order this maracuya, which is just passion fruit, is this passion fruit juice after having this discussion. So he's, you know, holding strong to his values. Yeah, I mean... I have kind of an obsession with with tropical fruit, and uh, the fruit down here is pretty amazing. And I'm not down here for that long, so you gotta you gotta capitalize. Yep. So you know, if the cost of that is, is a little little acid in the uh, esophagus, so so be it. So be it. All right, John. So I it, it came to my attention when we were planning this episode with Maggie, um, but you don't you're not actually a listener of the podcast because can you tell the people why? So that's not even remotely true. <laughs> Adam in Adam fashion is just making shit up. Uh, it's close to true. No, it's not you, close to You true. listen to our short episodes, and then you decided that our episodes were too long. So I listened to, I think, your first six episodes, and then they, they started to... Well, one, uh-huh. I, I'm behind in all podcasts, not just yours. Oh, okay. Including those I'm produced... I'm sure you tell that to all your podcasts, though. That might be true. Yeah. That That's what I t- told Jad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, once you guys started getting longer than Radio Lab, it was you uh, know. So he put the X on us. Is that what you're saying? No, I just you know you gotta 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 have your priorities. Well, as a precondition for this episode, you said that you would do the podcast, but we'd have to keep it under thirty yeah, minutes, yeah. or you would. I didn't want to be complicit in a sixty-five minute podcast. Exactly. So you know, I was just going to stop talking after thirty minutes. Okay, so that leaves us with just a few minutes. Now, again, you're not a podcast listener, but at the end of every one of our shows, we do what we call the three Bs. I know about the three Bs, <laughs> and I got them all right. All right. Well, then let. How about you lead us off with the first of the three Bs, <laughs> okay, this, this and I will, <laughs> and I will not tell you which one of the first it is. I don't actually remember the order. Ah. We're going to go with Bizarre. Nope. Fuck. 
wrong. <laughs> is that is that word banned on your podcast? Bizarre. No, with the f bomb. No, no. Oh. No, no, no. So, John, that was try one. <laughs> you do get three strikes, <laughs> so <laughs> you're okay. Go ahead and try again, John. Why don't you lead us off with the three B's? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start with Brutal. No. What? What? Don't you want to end on Beautiful? Who came up with this word? That, that is strike two. Strike two, John. What? The first of the three Bs is beautiful. John, do you want to give us your beautiful? Yeah, the city of Medellin. Oh, come on. You can't. I've actually done that, so I can't I can't criticize you. Um, I, I what? Is be, it supposed I, to be something really specific? Well, I, no. You can say whatever you want. It, it, but I kept doing that, too. I was like, oh, you know what it is? The streets of Havana, and that was one of mine. And then I later I was like, the streets of Medellin, or you know, like, and I kept saying that. I was like, okay, I got to get a little more creative. Oh, but so tell us, what are what are the good ones? Uh, oh, what I are the ones you like? I don't know. It's, the good ones are probably when Maggie's talking. Honestly, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but do, do you listen to this podcast? What, what I was, do. What, I what was the one you you when you heard her say? Oh, that's that's um, so spot on. Jeez, you're really See, putting yeah, me on the spot. I, th- I don't think you listen to this podcast. I listen to this podcast you like even, two times <laughs> per episode because I edit the podcast. Yeah, but you can't even come up with an answer. Jeez. Ah, so this is how John and I bicker. Everyone's getting a, an example of how, how we bicker. Uh, John, what about the city of Medellin do you find beautiful? I would say the 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 vibrance of the city. The The neighborhoods are just full of people fruit vendors, kids running around the streets, uh, street bazaars. It's just like pulsing with, with energy in most of the neighborhoods that we've gone. And yeah. It's, it's pretty electric. That's a great answer, John. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That goes in the Hall of Fame of best answers. You're just being polite. From Jonathan Goldman. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, pick, my pick for Beautiful is the cable car. As it crosses over the second ridge and like yes. drops down into an, yes. a second valley behind the main valley of Medellin, and then climbs back out, it's like re- it's a very very striking moment because you just like you know f- it's like flying over this ridge and you just see this huge city before you, especially coming back. Uh, yeah, very, so to, very to, ex- to explain what Adam's saying, the the cable cars have multiple stops. This one has like three stops on its way up the mountain, and in between the middle two stops, it actually goes up a mountain and then down again and then up again. And yeah. it's at least in my experience, the only cable car I've ever been, been on that goes up and then down again continuously. Yeah, absolutely. Or period. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now your pick for, for brutal. Nope. Why? No, you're right. It's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> so John brutal, brutal. I would say specifically the, the air pollution, um, mostly from the cars. So, this isn't unique to Colombia, but a lot of Latin America, a lot of other cities. Um, the the cars, the buses, uh, just pollute like crazy. So you you walk down the street, uh, and you're just you're just kind of inhaling smog constantly, um, and it's too bad because some of these streets are just absolutely gorgeous, and it's it's really fun to walk around everywhere. But you're you're sort of just inhaling particles constantly. Um, yeah, it's kind of a shame. There was a time on the road where we just got slammed with gas smell, and I, you know, because you're driving a car that has to go twenty thousand miles on this trip. Every time anything happens, I'm like, "Oh shit, is that our car? Oh man, is that burning smell our smell? Is our car on fire right now?" 
Um, so the gas smell came out and I was trying ferociously to pass all the vehicles that were near us so that I could see if the smell goes away or if it was our, our vehicle. And it turned out not to be, but, um, yeah, it was that, I know it was a scare. It was a pretty big whiff. I think we were getting a little high. (laughs) Yes. Um, Um, but it it does hit home how, um, the sort of pollution laws back in the States are actually effective. Like if you live in California, like we do, you're required to take your car in for a smog check every two years. And it's, it seems utterly obnoxious and kind of pointless. Um, because uh, you don't experience any of that pollution, but when you go to a city that doesn't have those kinds of laws, you realize, oh my God, there's a dramatic difference in, in the in the air here. Yeah, there's a reason for these bullshit rules. Smog checks <laughs> might not be bullshit. Yeah, yeah, turns out. Uh, yeah, good pick. Um, so my pick for brutal was actually uh, so it's been interesting having John fill in as like co-pilot, for instance, and you really notice the differences. For one. John is way more interested in the route. <laughs> like he's he's a co-pilot in that sense. Like Maggie's a great companion for the trip, but John's like in it on the directions. John, you're you're a great companion too. But I just mean you're you actually care about like oh this turns like a forty five degree turn and like hmm it's interesting I, we seem to have gone this far this fast. I wonder if this route would have been better. And like we dig into all these yeah, really I'm, technical I'm, questions. I'm a map nerd. Yeah. Self-admitted. Yeah, you're a big map nerd. It's true. Um, so you really care about that aspect, and I noticed that. And then the other thing I noticed was re- your reaction to terrifying moments. Maggie is a huge uh, cat passenger, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, what I mean by that is she'll grab with all her arms. I just did it. You probably heard it in our studio. Um, just grab with her arms on the sides of the car at the very, very first sign of any sort of, like, Anything that could be scary. You know, like we're getting close to our car. We have to pass someone. Um, when I'm passing with John in the car, he just kind of only goes like, <laughs> like chuckles a little bit. Like, oh, this is a little, this is a little uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> it's a much more subtle uh, reaction to my intense driving. So. Yeah, I think it's an appropriate reaction to having about three quarters of a second to Get over to the lane before a semi hits you head on. Yeah, which brings me to my pick for Brutal. Um, this passing, uh, especially this leg of the trip. So the roads between Bogota and uh, Medellin are, for the most part, just two lane. And it, the other thing is it's very, very windy. So especially on our second day, we're going, we're climbing a lot. We're doing a lot of altitude gain. And it's a very, very windy road. And there are so many trucks and not only are they huge trucks, they're slow trucks where you're, you're, you know, we're cruising at like 60 to 80 kilometers an hour or like, I don't know, 30 to 50. Um, and we'll come around a corner and there's a truck and just immediately like, oh no, because these trucks are moving at like 10 miles an hour. It is extremely brutal. And it, the only way to continue to make progress on the trip at any reasonable pace is you have to pass these trucks on these really, really windy roads. It is pretty brutal. And it's brutal to like see John kind of just like thrust into the Colombian driving because, you know, Maggie gets stressed out too and totally fair as a passenger to get stressed out. It's stressful for the driver, but at least you're in control and you're making the decisions. Um, but yeah, to see you get thrown into it completely, like not versed in how, <laughs> how crazy it is in Colombia for driving um, was a little bit brutal. So Yeah, it was... Uh 
a cultural experience, <laughs> as the host says. <laughs> yeah, that's my f- that, that's my phrase when when things get a little stressful. Sometimes it's like, oh, it, well, it's a cultural experience. <laughs> it wasn't a complete surprise. That was uh, what little research I done about the drive basically identified that as the sort of the dominant characteristic of the drive is like treacherous truck passing. Yeah, but like you don't know what that's like until you're you're kind of on the ground. It, from a U.S. perspective, yeah, it's like. Yeah, you get some big deal. You get stuck behind some slow trucks sometimes. It's definitely not like that. The and slow there's, trucks, there's no turnouts yeah. whatsoever. And they never they wouldn't use them. They, if they never were. slow down to turn out if they can. There's like we had one guy that actually kind of slowed down and you know like signaled like you can pass me now. For the most part, they're still going to drive as fast as they can, but unfortunately, as fast as they can is like 10 miles an hour on these inclines. Um, I, you know, I just don't understand how it's allowed, but I guess it's just the only option, but it not, it's not an option to just try to wait it out and be patient because it's, you know, literally like three times longer if you just try to follow these trucks at that pace. Yeah. So, um, pretty brutal. And now finally, bizarre, John. All right. Uh, I would say, uh, the, the kitschiness of almost everything down here. Um, there's, uh. Yeah, there's the kind of the theme parkification of everything. So, for example, when we were in Bogota, there's a there's a mountain called Monserrate, uh, which is right next to the city. Uh, it's like 1,500 feet above the city. You get this amazing view over the city, and there's a church on top, and it's kind of it's like a religious. The whole top of the mountain is like a religious monument. So they have a church, and then they have a bunch of uh, statues, exhibits. Kind of like little little monument things. Um, little, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, go on. Yeah, go on. So it, it's it's basically it's a mixture. It's it's kind of a a disnified um, like row of Jesus statues. Right. They kind of have like like statues of Jesus, and then like like rainbows over them, and then intermix with like birds and and small cute animals on sticks. Yeah, um, I was pointing out little because it's it's like it's a pr- some of the things are a pretty big stretch. I remember one was like the waterfall of Christ or something, and you know I'm looking around for where the, where's a waterfall? There's going to be a waterfall here. That's cool. No, it's just like a little fountain that's built into the path, right. <laughs> like spilling down the side. Like it's hardly worth actually putting on a map. <laughs> like there were sign, right. signposts, and it was on the map, like in a waterfall of Christ, and it's just like a little fountain. It's like okay. All right, guys, kind of stretching. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the the view itself is beautiful. This is an amazing place. Thank yeah, you for it's building. worth coming up to the top of this thing just for the view. Yeah, not, not the for the little the plaster, <laughs> the plaster like lazy river. Yeah, um, and so they have these kitschy monuments, uh, uh, but they're they're religious. Uh, but there there's a desire to like take selfies in front of all these things too, and it, it's <laughs> we haven't quite been able to reconcile that. So they're like w- one of the there's a whole path with all these these um, religious sculptures on them, and like w- one of them is literally Jesus on the ground getting nailed to the cross, and there's just people like lining up to take selfies <laughs> yeah. in front of, and they're like smiling, they're yeah. posing. It's just a normal selfie too. It's not like a, a sad selfie. That would be better. Like if they're just like, oh. Yeah, it's <laughs> like if if you saw like a like a four foot Snoopy, and you wanted to stand next to it and smile, like they were doing that with Jesus getting nailed to the cross. Yeah, exactly. A little I mismatch. Think that, that qualifies as, as, as bizarre. Yeah, that's a good bizarre. It's a good bizarre. Um, yeah, for me, I already mentioned it, but I uh, I think having a map of animals 
also mixed with fantastical <laughs> animals, also mixed with real life animals that are no longer there, is, is a little bizarre. Like you, if you got to have like some sort of rule for what is real and what is not on your map. <laughs> if you're gonna have a map of a theme park, you can't have real animals and their actual locations mixed with dinosaurs, which are plaster and their real locations, mixed with non-existent animals and a plaster replica of what that animal looks like. It just didn't, I, I can't follow that, that yeah, logic. Yeah, you, you mentioned non-existent uh, animals. At, oh. at the end there, there were, there were some good ones. Yeah, they kind of went, uh, you know, a little crazy on the last five <laughs> minutes of the, the drive out of the park. They just, they the, did the, like a, they, a shark. They were uh, hybrid, hybrid animals. Yeah. The, uh, the shark... Uh, Shark mixed with a zebra, I think. Yeah, zebra shark. Zebra, zebra shark and like a a lizard, <laughs> lizard person. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was it was something. So that wraps up the show. Uh, thank you very much, John, for being on. Thanks for thanks for having me. Thanks Do for you, uh, letting me come down here and be your uh, your substitute. Now you're a traveler yourself. We didn't just invite you down here for your first trip ever in the world. <laughs> Do you have like a a Flickr or a um, an Instagram or a, a 500 pixels account that you use to like put your put your photos up. So this this is a true story. You can go. I, I have a website. The only reason I bought this website is because Adam was about to buy the domain of my name and put porn up. I wasn't gonna put porn. Yes, up. you were. What porn? Of course you. <laughs> so as he was taking out his phone to buy my name, uh, I took out my phone to buy it before he did to okay. make sure that. <laughs> the website of my name was not associated with whatever I was just sick bluffing. shit Adam was going to upload. I was just bluffing because John was saying he wasn't going to buy it. What does he need to buy it for? And he wasn't bluffing. I was bluffing. Then we got him to buy it. So you actually bought that so domain. I, I actually bought bought the domain in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had the domain and I was like, I've got to put something on this website. Um, so basically, the domain JonathanLeeGoldman.com, Lee, L-E-I-G-H, uh, is a slideshow of random travel photos that I've taken that, that I update periodically. All um, right. Th- that's great. They can yeah. find you there. They can find me there. All right. And you can follow the show on Instagram at Let's Not Panic. We post stories there, and Maggie does a lot of clever commentary on photography that I take mostly and she takes sometimes. And that is the best place to talk to us, ask questions, and also... We really love it when you rate us on iTunes um, if you have something nice to say. If you don't have something nice to say, you know, maybe just don't don't say it. Just think it. Just keep that deep, deep down inside yourself. <laughs> That's our general advice for people that have that, that feeling that they want to just say something mean about us. That's fine. But if you have, like, a really, really positive thing to say about, for instance, our guest, Jonathan Goldman, please do. And you can find us on iTunes.com slash Let's Not Panic. Thanks for listening, guys. This is what it sounds like where we are. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk amongst yeah. ourselves and, and potentially record an episode. I just don't know about an episode without Maggie, you know. But okay. I think you're going to nail it. I think I it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.